Welcome in once again to the Bama Baseline podcast. This is a new season, a new host on the show. Me and Trevin back on Luke Ratliff joining us. Uh, Luke, why don't you introduce yourself? We've had you on as a guest, but now a full-time host. Hello, friends. My name is Luke Ratliff. I'm glad to be here, and I'm here forever. I'd like to see somebody throw me off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we got a lot to get into first episode of the season, and so we really got an open door to talk about everything uh, from the off season. But I, I do, I do want to get to the lineup here before we uh, we just dive in. We'll, we're going to talk a little bit about Tide Tipoff. Uh, We'll go ahead and talk a little, just a little bit about the, the secret scrimmage. The with, secret scrimmage. Secret scrimmage with the Jacksonville secret. State. Uh, got the win this year. Finally finally beat Jacksonville State, our, our Baby longtime steps. rivals. Baby steps. And after that, we'll, we'll get in. No guests today, uh, but we will go ahead and uh, review the offseason, look ahead to this season, and uh, talk a little bit about the rankings, uh, where Ken Palm has us, where the AP uh, thinks that we stand, and and just uh, really give our our outtake and outlook on the season. So uh, let's go ahead and get into things, and uh, got a lot to talk about. So go ahead and start, uh, Luke. I know you had some things you wanted to get to right off the bat. Yeah, James, you mentioned Ken Palm, and uh, I find it interesting because he put out his rankings this week, but that's not. Uh the most interesting thing I think he's done recently. Uh, Kim Pomeroy put out a tweet last week breaking down college basketball venues by name. Okay. And I, I ate it up. I really did. So before we go any further, uh, there's 146 centers in basketball, college basketball, 101 arenas, 25 coliseums. Top five. Top five. We're in the top 25 in that. Thank goodness. Uh, there's 19 gyms or gymnasiums, 14 pavilions, 11 halls, 10 field houses, 6 domes, 6 complexes, 4 courts, 3 forums, 2 stadiums, and 2 spectrums, and 1 palestra. So that's that's analytics at its finest, if you ask me. I, I ate that up. But we, but we did, not even looking at his rankings this year, or at, his, uh, at Ken Palm at the metric, Top 25 already in Coliseums. <laughs> Top 25 in Coliseums. Yeah. Let's just finish I, that way on print, the actual AP rankings. Yeah, print the shirts. I think it, we can make an argument that we're not we're not very high on that ranking without the, the renovations that are so badly needed that we've been calling for for quite some time. Top 25. But yeah. Top 25 is good enough for me. But into Ken Pomeroy's uh, rankings for the, for the season or for the actual teams, not the Coliseums or the, the Forums or the, the Palestras. Yeah. Alabama ranks number 70 uh, coming into the season. And it's important to, to look at this and, and recognize it. It goes back, uh, I believe it's three seasons, uh, that takes into account your, your previous results uh, compared to where you were expected to finish. It takes into account uh, the talent that's coming back on the roster and is also uh, the recruiting class that you're bringing in. And so to be number 70, obviously not ideal. That is, that's not making the NCAA tournament by these metrics, but you can, you can move up quite a bit in Ken Pomeroy's ranking system quickly if you can uh, beat those odds and 
uh, Alabama's got a really good chance with a new coach, a lot of new players uh, to do that early on. Yeah, I definitely think it's possible. I feel like it's really, it's really not anticipating the impact that Nate Oates has already had on this team in terms of getting them in the training camp. And honestly, they're trying to predict that we're going to miss as many free throws this year, have as many turnovers, <laughs> you know, not shoot the three-point as much, even though it is a new coach, a new system, and things of that nature. I anticipate that stuff to be so much more than what we've experienced and that's going to lead us to more wins that they're I think we're going to shock these guys. That's right. I'm not going to look into it too much uh, so far as much as you know, sort of like regular preseason rankings because uh, we all remember last year when the net metric, the NCAA net metric first came out and uh, it was really skewed because there was such a small sample. And I feel like we got that here, uh, even though Ken Palm does go back three years and all that. But it's the wrong sample. It's the wrong sample, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not looking too much into it. Uh, I would like to know exactly what Ken Pomeroy has against the Tide to rank them so low. Uh, but that's a topic for a different day. All right, well, if there's one fan base that's really outraged by this, it's the, the University of Memphis Tigers, ranked number 50. That sounds about right. They're preseason right. top 15 in every right. poll, yeah. and yet they're number 50. And that has to do with uh, uh, Memphis starting five freshmen. So, you know, there's not data on how those players are going to perform right. in different games. And so I think that's what you're also seeing with Alabama to a lesser extent, uh, bringing in a lot of new guys into this new system. And so it's hard to get a good grasp on where these metrics should lie. So... I do think there will be some fluctuation where we lie uh, in the Ken Palm rankings early on in the season. I definitely and think we're going to finish top 25 this year easily. In Ken Palm or in the, uh, in the polls? Both. In both? All right. All right. I, I mean, just I do think this is a borderline top 25 team. And that, that's what uh, we'll get to the AP polls. Uh, we got some votes for it. I know Jeff Goodman had us uh, in the top 25 in his uh, rankings. That hey, we got out, more votes than Dayton. But we did. Hey, we got more votes than Dayton. We're beating out our number three rival in AP votes. More than Dayton? The Dayton Flyers. Hey, but, more but than, Creighton got more than us. More than Creighton. Michigan. More than Michigan. Really? Out? See, I didn't know Michigan. that. I, I feel like that also has to do with a new coach. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I mean, all right, well, I, we're tied with Michigan. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Both have two votes. No, so we're, we're, not, we're not barn burners up here, you know, <laughs> uh, up in the rankings. we got a long ways to go to catch, to catch VCU at 193. But, right. but it's, it's a good starting point. We've got some respect coming hey, in this Tennessee season. only got 78. I, I feel like we're good. Yeah, I want to I wanna touch on something with these AP rankings. We received two votes. One of them was from uh, a writer from the Syracuse Post-Standard. The newspaper in Syracuse. Uh-huh. Uh, Donna Datata, I don't know if I'm saying her last name correctly, D I T O T A, Donna D I T O T A. Uh, she's voted, I don't know if you guys have paid attention to the uh, who votes for us. She's put us in her t- preseason top 25. I believe this is the third year in a row. Uh-huh. I'd like to just send a special we're, we're shout, shout out to her. Shout out to her. Yeah, we're going to prove you right this year. Hopefully. Right. Yeah, we'll thank to, you, Donna. We'll have to give her a shout out on the Twitter If you page. believed right. in Avery Johnson, you can definitely believe in Nate Oates. Yeah, hey, Donna. She probably knows Nate Oates as good as anybody. He's up from Buffalo. That She's that up in the carry. Syracuse post. Mm-hmm. So probably seen him coach some games and seen him win quite a few. You know, Donna, if you're listening, we appreciate you loving the Tide so much to put us in your preseason top 25 three years in a row. Thank you. All right, let's go ahead and get into uh, Tide tip-off here. Big event 
uh, drew good crowd. Pretty good crowd. Over 4,000, I yeah. believe. And so, uh, you know, you had the, the pregame tailgate going on for the students. That was a lot of fun. And uh, just, a, just a good time. Uh, not a lot, but... Let's go ahead and get into it. What were your thoughts uh, from the event, Luke? I think it, it's just on the face. It was a really fun event. It was just a short event, really. Uh, but it was it was fun. It was calculated. It was you could see the guys out there. They look like they had fun. Yeah. You know, we don't get we don't get to see them having that much fun often. But they had a good time that night. I think. And you look, and uh, it's just it draws so much excitement for the basketball season and uh, have uh, all the students come out like we did. Uh, we had over 4,000 people in general show up. It was a fun event, really. It was. Uh, you've seen uh, a couple people come back to be guest judges, uh, namely Levi Randolph and Lawson Schaefer came My back. Guy. My Lawson guy, Lawson Schaefer. Long-time Lawson Schaefer fan yeah, right same here. here. Lawson gave Kyra Lewis a 10 on the dunk, then quickly revoked that 10 for a 7. He so did. He did pull back. Right. Pull back the team for the seven. No favoritism for the point guards. <laughs> Lawson Schaefer also let everyone know going into round two that he was not going to judge kindly on dunks that he could perform himself. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit, a little bit of fun with the judging. He, I thought it was also interesting. Lawson, the only one who really dressed up for the occasion. Yeah. Of the judges, you know, he had Mac Wilson it's, and it's Levi his, it's Randolph. It's his first time. It's his first time. Right. He has to dress to impress. It's part of That's the rookie right. hazing of judging competitions. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But no, it was a fun event. Uh, the intros were great. It was great to see everyone come out. Uh, it was. It's going to be a fun season. I think. That just made that made things that much exciting for it. Yeah, I think definitely it was it was a lot of fun and uh, really kind of a special moment for Nate Oates to pay tribute to a Wimp Sanderson and the plaid. Got that Palace. picture right there. I freaked out. I freaked out. I seen Oates come out in the plaid. I freaked out. And I talked to him after the uh, after the show, and I told him I said, Coach Oates, we have to get a picture, man, because how often are we both in plaid? <laughs> Right, yeah. so it, it was a fun time. Uh, that, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, I told him. I said. I asked him. I said, "Did you get this from Wimp?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "I said, is he gonna let you wear it during the game?" He said, "I'm not sure about that." <laughs> yeah, I talked to I talked to talked to Wimp and his son Barry Sanderson uh, about it during the event. They they let me know that it was it was Wimp's jacket, and so that was really cool to see. Not only was he paying honor to him, but he he had gone to him. Uh, the week before and yeah. personally asked him and got the the jacket from Wimp's personal collection. So talked about in the, the post-event uh, press conference, he wants to get back to the winning ways and and the way that the Plaid Palace used to be rocking. So Me too, brother. <laughs> hopefully we can get back to that this season. And, hey, maybe what that with, means we get What is some... with us as a school in patterns? Houndstooth, Plaid, what is, what is that? Oh, oh, you mean we have personality? Oh, I love <laughs> yeah, I'm, I love I'm a big fan of the next patterns. Thing you know, yeah. Next thing you know, he's going to do stripes. I do think, gonna, I do think if, if Nate Oates is going to keep wearing the Plaid jackets, he's got to get one tailored. Right. That one was a little loose-fitting on him, yeah. but I, I think it was a good look. I think you should just wear a normal suit. And then get some plaid shoes. Oh, that that would be a look. A, a nice, that would be an interesting. A nice, a nice little touch homage. We'll serve looks and hoops. That's yeah, what we'll do. That's uh-huh. what it is. That's, hey, I think that'd be nice. Yeah, and then the the events at Tide Tip Off also. Uh, the dunk contest was. There weren't many makes, but the ones that did go down. 
we're, we're good. I think the, the Alex Reese uh, between the legs running through, that one was a nice dunk. And really the best one of the night, in my opinion. Herb Jones had a couple off the baseline. Mm. And, uh, of course, Alex Reese in the second round really just kind of running out of time, had yeah. to get something to go in, and he decided to hang on the rim. So a little, little less impressive than his first effort, but... I believe Lawson Schaefer gave him a 7 for that. He did, <laughs> Thank did you, he give Lawson. him a 7. <laughs> Lawson <laughs> seems to like giving out 7s yeah. for, the, for the dunks, yeah. the default score, but... It, it was a fun time. The three-point contest, of course, you had the uh, the women's team out there as well. They paired off into teams. And you got to see the shooting, and uh, Javon Quinterly got hot on the last rack. I think he knocked down four in a row, so that was good to see. Mm-hmm. Jalen Forbes. Jalen Forbes knocked. I, I mean, that that group he was in, I think he was shooting with, uh, was it Jasmine Walker? It was somebody from the women's team. But they knocked down like 16 or 17 They shots. did. They won the competition. That's it. And, and Jalen Forbes was on fire. It was fun to see, fun to watch. Forbes was knocking him down, and he is no stranger to three-point contests in his uh, senior year That's of right. high school. He went to the national three-point shooting contest, and he didn't win it, but he, he gave him a run. And so – Good to see him get hot from deep. Glad we to know, know that we have him and Petty. Right. We oh, and we know Shackelford can shoot too. That's right. Shackelford's got a shot. As I said, oh, Quinterly Kyra, got hot. Kyra, him, Petty, Shackelford, and Reese <laughs> all on the floor at the same time. Just let it fly. Just let it fly. Let it fly. Let the 2K out. It is going to be fun to see this new NATO system. Everybody spread out. Everyone willing to shoot threes. Except for maybe Galen Smith. Uh, but we've got a lot of guys who were, were letting shoot threes. And even Herb Jones, I've heard he's, he's continued to work on that outside shot. We'll see if it uh, comes to fruition or not. But uh, I think it is important for him to continue to work on that and improve if he's going to make it to the next level. Because we know he's got the talent on the defensive end of the floor to contribute. But it's really about uh, making other teams respect him on the offensive right. end of the floor. That's right. So we're going to go ahead and uh, get to our break here. In the next segment, uh, we'll go ahead and talk a little bit about the Jacksonville State game and uh, the secret, secret, the secret scrimmage. The secret scrimmage. And then uh, get to a couple other topics. And so uh, stick with us right here. So this is Trevor from Old Crow Medicine Show, and you're listening to 90.7 The Capstone. All right, welcome back, guys. Let's go ahead and get into things uh, with this Jacksonville State secret scrimmage. The secret scrimmage. The secret scrimmage. Alabama took on Jacksonville State for the second consecutive year uh, in their preseason scrimmage. Closed to the media, closed to the fans, but things get out. Yeah. Like the box score, which immediately was released uh, after the game. And so we can't tell you uh, how the game looked, but we can tell you what happened in the game. Yeah. And I, so I can't tell you what it looked like to be inside Coleman Coliseum, but I can tell you that the tie did win by nine points, 90 to 81 over Jacksonville State. And uh, honestly, that's what matters if you're if you ask me. Yeah, a vast improvement yeah. over last year's secret uh, scrimmage against <laughs> Jacksonville State, which yeah. Nate Oates poked some fun at. Said uh, he wanted to reschedule him for this year and see if the guys had some pride. And uh, I, I think that they really took that to heart. They stepped up and they they got the win in this preseason scrimmage. And I don't really take. Uh, too much stock in the winning margin. Obviously, in, a, in the regular season, you'd like to win uh, a game against a team like Jacksonville State by more than nine. But, right. it's, but the, it's their first real action. It's a preseason game, and 
you're really just trying to get everybody minutes. You're trying to try new stuff. Uh, trying there's to no, see, there's no see crowd. what people can do. There's yeah. no crowd effect. You know, it's just you in the gym. It's first real action. You know, doesn't even feel like a real game. So you just you're literally just out there tossing it around. Yeah, and a lot of it is situational. Also, the the coaches will uh, set things up, not necessarily stopping gameplay, but uh, get their team into certain situations, situations that yeah. they want them in, and in order to see to how test, they respond, test how they respond. Right. And so we all we have here is the box score to go off of and and look at. I think that it's important to note that we took we took a lot of threes. We we have 20. taken a lot of them. Twenty three pointers attempted in forty minutes. Now we might not have made. We that did many not threes. make not make a lot. We shot more threes than them. That's already an improvement for me. It's your first real action, first game jitters. I'm pretty sure Jaden Shackelford is not going to shoot that low a percentage in a That's once right. he starts getting his momentum going. I dang sure don't believe Kyra is going to shoot that bad from the three-point line and not make up for it on the back end. You know, Herb attempted one. That's important just to seeing him actually try to get that range. John Petty, two for five. That's actually pretty decent, mm-hmm. you know, a good That's night weird. for him. So, you know, I'm not really upset at what transpired throughout the game in that aspect. No, me either. I, I think that shooting from deep and then also free throws was the other concern. That's right. uh, we didn't shoot a, a fantastic percentage uh, from the free throw line, but – when you're shooting a lot of free throws, uh, it gets harder and harder. And, and you, we don't know the situations right. where those free throws came, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I do think that 29 for 43. And also bad. another thing, we shot more free throws than them. That's we another did. important aspect of it. You can kind of risk the percentage if you are shooting more than them in the volume that you're shooting at. We They won the free throw battle, in my opinion, because they just got more opportunities at the line. Guys, I want to take a look right quick at the Jacksonville State roster, at their stat sheet. There's this guy, number four, Ty Hudson. (laughs) He played 23 minutes. He had eight fouls. He had eight fouls in 23 minutes. 23 minutes of play. And I don't want... I don't know. He is, he, is, he is a guard, according oh. to. Eight fouls as a guard? Yeah. I mean, you're chasing well, around Kyra, John, to, and Herb. I, I have to imagine, imagine. With, the number, with the number of free throws we took, they had to all be shooting fouls, right? They were all on the shot. To commit eight fouls and for the other team to shoot 43 free throws, I mean, they had to but be. Eight fouls, all on the shot, all on three-pointers. That's exactly. what it was. Yes. That, that's where all of the free throws had to have come from but but yeah 31 team fouls for Jacksonville State 28 for Alabama so it was a sloppy game a lot of fouls committed the pride man it's the pride but that also comes with the knowledge that you're not going to foul out they're they're not going to kick you out of the game once you get your fifth so you can play more aggressive you can go for the ball you can contest the shot a little more so hey that that, that stats coming back that haunted us last year Herb Jones with six fouls. Herb in that Jones game. did commit six that's, fouls, that's, but again, that's, that's the thing. not too concerned because he's a defensive guy. Yeah, and it's a game where he knows he's not going to foul. I want to look on the plus side here. Uh, for us, Kyra Lewis pl- played thirty-nine minutes of action. He put up twenty-one points, four assists. Listen to this, guys. No turnovers. That's not incredible. One. That is in thirty-nine minutes of play. Do you play. realize how beautiful that, that is? That, you just made me tear up. What an efficient game, oh really. Oh, gosh. 
Uh, but no, no turnovers in 39 minutes. That's pretty leave it, good. Leave it to Galen yeah. to have the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Galen Smith. I love you, buddy. I don't know if they had him running the point guard at some point or what. But uh, he did turn the ball over more than you would like. But how about Alex Reese? recording three blocks down low on defense. He only shot the ball from the perimeter during the game, but on defense, looks like he was on the inside uh, wreaking havoc with hey, dude, four blocks gotta and do a what steal. You gotta, do. gotta do what you gotta do, man. Get down dirty. <laughs> There's no Dante Hall down there. You gotta do what you gotta, you gotta do. do, what yeah. you gotta do. Yeah. Alex Reese taking over the baton from... Uh, from Dante Hall this season, possibly. Herb Jones also had one block and three steals, so they both both made a big impact. Uh, we expect it from Herb, though uh, really looking at these assist numbers, a little bit low, a little bit low. Only seven assists on 90 uh, points. So I'm not sure how much of that is what Oates was trying to do. I feel like it was more what Oates was trying to do. I definitely think there's going to be a lot more ball movement than we anticipate. Or how much it it could have also been the stat keeping. These aren't official stats. And so uh, I don't know. It's an eye test assist. I don't know who was keeping the score. Did they have a ball boy keeping the the box score? Did they have the (laughs) official (laughs) stat keepers? I don't know what. what We're we're just piecing together a stat. We really are. (laughs) But hey, and another thing I want to point out is by periods here, Alabama scored 44, Jacksonville State scored 36 in the first period. That's pretty good. Right? 90 points in the game. But here's the thing. The second period, they gave up 45 and only got 46. You know what we call that, Trevor? What do we call that? Getting tired. God, getting tired. And that happened to be a thing that happened to us last year. We would blow teams out in that first period, and then the second period would come along, and that other team would just start creeping because we got tired. So I want to know how they're going to fix that, you know, that situation, because that, that right there tells me a lot, honestly. Guys, is there anything that uh, that surprised you from the secret scrimmage? Who is Sam? Hmm? Sam Mokoru, I had that question at tied tip off because hey, he's, he's a, he a, it turns out he's a walk off. He is. Yeah, oh, I did boy. my research yeah. at tied tip off uh, from the from the press area because I, I was aware that Mike Okoro had transferred from Florida, but I was under the assumption that he was anywhere but the University of Alabama. So when I saw the name Okoro on the back, I was very confused. But yes, yeah, Sam Okoro uh, coming in, walk on guy. Uh, seems to be excited to get his opportunity. He's on the, the active roster. I was say, he's on the active roster, and the most key thing, he's in the nine-man rotation. That's right. So he, he's good enough to make the nine-man rotation with all the talent that's coming <laughs> but I think if I'm looking at this. He did put up a four trillion in the game. Uh, for those <laughs> of you who are not aware, a trillion is where uh, you do not record a point, uh, a foul, an assist, a rebound, a block, a steal, or a turnover. Uh, you, you really means you did not impact the game statistically. But by the play four the minutes. Of minutes. But those four minutes, <laughs> he did get into the game. He got some action and some good experience, I'm guessing. I tell you what surprised me, uh, Javian Davis, formerly Javian Davis Fleming. Uh, Javian Davis played 20 minutes, recorded eight points and 10 rebounds. How about that? A pretty, four offensive rebound performance for Javian Davis. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I have seen it. He did go through a transformation. Yes. Uh, from last season. Uh, he's cut a lot of weight. He's gotten in much better shape since he got here. And so he's a guy who, uh, he was a project coming in, but I think he's really starting to develop, and he could be a guy moving forward who they, they count on as a big man. That's right. So 
Guys, let's go ahead and uh, move into our next topic here. And a, a guy who did not participate in the scrimmage, uh, but who we're hoping will see action this season, Javon Quinterly. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of rumors floating around, a lot of cryptic tweets, a lot of misleading tweets. And so let, let's just get into this discussion. How many times have you guys been fooled by his personal Twitter account and then also by other accounts? Uh, the, I, can, I can count three times in the past week. I can. Uh, it's, I, I love a cornerstone of this whole thing is cryptic tweets. You see that in the NBA nowadays. You see that more widespread everywhere where you, you, someone sends out a tweet and you say, oh, hmm, what does this mean? What does this mean? What's he talking about? Is he just having a good day? What's going on? <laughs> Javon Quinterly for 23 minutes yesterday had us all fooled. He had us ready to go. He tweets out yesterday at 1227, he says, and I quote, let's go. With about seven O's. With about, no, sir, with about 14 14 O's. O's. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Exponentially more exciting than seven. Yes. All right. He tweets that out. I freak out. I think we have heard it. It's over. He's coming to play for us. Right? Not so. The rest of Twitter freaked out, too, but it's not so. 23 minutes later, he says, still no word. Sorry for the confusion. I'm just having a good day. Must have been a really good I've, day. I've had some good days, days too. Yes. But uh, <laughs> not that good. Not that good. <laughs> not 14 no, 0s good. Not that good. Now, I'll tell you, whether you're having a 14 0 good day or not, you're well aware that there are thousands of people waiting, waiting with, with your yes. notifications on oh. for one piece of news. Mm-hmm. It was fun though. I that tell you would what. draw a fourteen o day. That's right. I tell you what, it was fun though. And if we don't get this news soon, like say by the end of the week, like if we don't get this news soon, I'd like to see him keep on doing the cryptic tweets. That's fun. That was fun. That was exciting. I just want his next one to be like, "Heard some great news today." <laughs> well, I'll tell you. <laughs> we'll, we'll start a pool here at the Bama Baseline Podcast. We'll What's his next one going to say? What is the next cryptic tweet? From Javon Quinterly. What's it going to be? I got uh, heard some great news today. I got, you know what? I got just like him doing like the exclamation point emojis. Mm. I like that. I'd like like to see that. That'd be good. I I think, and and I'm biased because I just saw saw a tweet earlier today that was approximately this. I think it's going to be something along the lines of he's going to reference Jelly Fam, Mm -hmm. and then he's going to say something... Something along the lines of God is good. Just like it's good. Very good. Jelly Fam underscore Dimes, who... Online today. I've seen this. Who has 26... Or 36, excuse me, 1,000 followers. This mm-hmm. is a very well-known account. Tweeted seven hours ago. Uh, we were recording this at approximately 5 o'clock on a, on a Wednesday. Jelly is free with the praying hands emojis. God is good. Interesting. Now, Javon Quinterly is not the only member of the Jelly Fam, but he's the only one who I can think of who's not free at the moment. (laughs) Exactly. I was ready to call ESPN, call Fox, call call Bleacher Report, tell them to put it on the scroll. 
put it out there. He's free. He's ready to go. You know, you know what I really want? I want them to take it down to the wire. That's what I want. Down I to want, the last minute. Down to the last minute. I don't want to know the status of him until he's out there on the game. That's right. The first game. Imagine that. Nate Oates <laughs> pulls that on us. We're, we're ready to play Penn on November 5th, and we're doing starting lineups. And oh, Starting look here. at point guard for New Jersey. It's not Kyra? What? <laughs> I, don't, I don't see a bitch in Kyra for this moment. Wait, Ky- Kyra's to two now? What is what is what are we doing in this lineup? That would be that would be so much fun. I'm a fan of that. Keep us waiting. Keep us waiting. I'd, I'd love to see it. Just Let's pass that on to the team. You know, as much as I like to wait. <laughs> I like to, <laughs> I like to know more. <laughs> as a reporter. I think that's I think <laughs> I think that's the first time it, uh, anyone has ever started a sentence off with as much as I like to wait. No. And it got Exponentially less interesting as the sentence went on. <laughs> no, hear me, no, hear me, hear me out here. I'm, I'm not saying that I need it to go public, but if I've got any confidential sources out there listening oh who wanna who wanna give me, I'm I am perfectly fine with waiting to release the info as long as you give it to me. I just want to know. <laughs> See, I'm the I'm the kind of guy who wants to buy his own Christmas presents because I want to know what it is. You're lame. I want to know what it's going to be. You're We're, lame. I want to get excited. I want to have the time to know what's coming. We're here. You've heard it here first. We are selling out our journalistic integrity <laughs> for just a crumb of information who, who, about something that's already out? going who to happen. Out? This one's selling out. I'm, I'm not selling, selling. it. I'm, I'm just saying. So, James, what, what is your pride worth? How many kidneys would you give up for this info? <laughs> I don't know if I'm giving up kidneys for this info, but but I, I, I would how hold many, the information for a couple how days. How many trips to joke. Arby's is your soul worth? <laughs> <laughs> as, as someone who, who rarely makes <laughs> the trek over to Arby's. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question, Kevin. I really don't. Oh. Oh. How many curly fries did it take, James, to sell out for this information? To sell for this information. All right, uh, I'll put it this way: If you got any confidential information, DM me, and I'll take you out to Arby's. Very well, good. That, that's what we'll Very do. good, James. Hashtag, hashtag free ad for Arby's here. <laughs> we got. All right, uh, this thing this gone off the rails. This segment, so let's go ahead. We'll wrap up this segment. We'll get into the third segment here coming up. We've got a list for you guys. Uh, we've got some more discussion. Keep it here. We'll be back. Hey, I'm Paul Feinbaum. My favorite station in the world, ninety point seven, the Capstone. And welcome back in. This is the Bama Baseline Podcast again, episode one. Happy to be with you guys in this preseason. Uh, we, got, we got a couple things to talk through before we end the show. Uh, but in this segment, I want to do a little preview of the NBA season. And this is an Alabama basketball podcast, for those of you who are not aware. Uh, so we're going to focus on Colin Sexton and Jamichael Green, the two two members, former members of the Crimson Tide, who are... Who are playing in the NBA right. now? So uh, first, we'll go with uh, Jamichael Green. He's been in the league longer. Uh, I want to ask you guys, what are your thoughts on his team, and then what do you expect from him? I'm going on the record with this: 2020 NBA champion Jamichael Green. Oh, nah. nah. Hey, so we've got a Clippers, nah. a Clippers man here. Nah. The I'm whole, going on the record. With the this. old debate: Lakers uh, or Clippers? That's right. 
Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with you. Yeah. I think that Jamichael Green will will get himself a, a championship ring at the end of this year. Yeah. He uh, last night uh, we're recording this Wednesday. Uh, Tuesday last night was NBA opening night. Hit the first three pointer of the season for yeah, the that. L.A. Clippers. How that's cool was that? And it's still a little bit weird to me to see Jermichael Green shooting and making three-pointers. Uh, I, I, was, I thought you were going to say playing for the Clippers. It's all oh, for me <laughs> as a Grizzlies fan to see him with the Clippers still. But, yeah, but yeah uh, he did develop that three-point shot over the last couple of years, and it's been interesting mm-hmm. to see him really take off and become a, a decently proficient shooter from deep right. uh, for a power forward and, and what they want to do in that system. Look, I... I like Jermichael Green. I like his place amongst the roster. When Paul George gets better, he's going to see less minutes, obviously, because Paul George is going to be playing his position when he gets back there. But for the time being, I saw the game last night. I was watching Jermichael Green. Boy, did Anthony Davis had a field day with him. Wow. That was torturous to watch. But, hey, hey, he's on, he's, his team won. That's the most important thing. For those who can't see, I'm MLB umpire ejecting <laughs> Trevin out of the room right now. What? It's not my fault. Anthony Davis is 7 feet. Jermichael Green is 6'9". Nice. Well, he can't help that. That's, a, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jermichael Green can't help the fact that Anthony Davis is just is, like complaining is, is this guy. That, uh, I don't know. The Javon Quinterly won't be able to guard Herb Jones one on one. Look, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying he had a rough night last night trying to guard Anthony Davis. That's all I'm saying. And I'm saying for the job that he who doesn't for who he for who he was going against. I thought he did a good job, sir. This is a pro Alabama. I said he did a good job. Why why do you hate the tide? I don't hate the tide. Look, Jermichael Green's in a great position to win a ring this year. He's contributing off the bench on a very important team that has the. Opportunity to make it to the finals, you know. I just want to see him be able to pass the ball a little bit more because I think he he did, couldn't couldn't do it last night. So as the season progresses, I like to see him be more of a playmaker. But you know, overall, I think he had a great night last night. XO, you know, outside of Anthony mm-hmm. Davis. Yeah, yeah. I think we can all agree on one thing that uh, Colin Sexton's going to have a takeoff here this year. Knock on knock on wood if you agree. Knock on wood if you're with me. All right. I think I think it's going to be an interesting year for Colin. He's going to have to adjust early on in the season to first of all John Beeline's system, mm-hmm. and second playing alongside Darius Garland. That's right. Because uh, the Cavaliers are going with that two point guard system, uh, a, a lot like the Rockets are trying to do. Uh, not not in the same way, obviously, but uh, it's yet to be seen how that's going to work in the NBA. How that's going to work with those two players. Garland, uh, a guy who we don't know a lot about in terms of his skill set because he was injured early on last year. But uh, he, he has to beat out either Darius Garland or Brandon Knight. Of all people, that Cleveland. I, 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 there's no beating out Brandon Knight. I don't know why you. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm saying of all people, what a Cleveland hater. I know, no, no. I'm Brandon Knight. I'm looking at the depth chart, and right now Brandon Knight is the starting shooting guard, and Darius Garland is the starting point guard, according to ESPN. Ooh, Brandon Knight. See, that's what I'm saying. Brandon Knight has broken more. Of all people you would want to start in in the NBA, you want to start Brandon Knight? What is Cleveland doing? So your problem's more with John Beeline. Yes. Okay, that's a great ball. All right. All people, Brandon Knight. 
He is the most infamous unlucky player in NBA history. I think he's got it worse than Greg Oden because he just comes back year after year and just gets embarrassed. Okay? Perennially bad. He has, Perennially. A, he has had his ankles broken more than any player in NBA history. He bounces around and you just randomly find him on a team. And the only reason you find him on a team is like, oh, Brandon Knight's got crossed again. I will tell you, I had a pair of his All-Star Edition shoes a few years ago. That, that's they mistake were, number one. It was a... They, that was a nice pair of shoes right there. They were Brandon Knight. Digital camo. <laughs> Brandon Thank Knight. you, James, for your contribution to the show. <laughs> Very interesting. Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight All-Star Edition shoes. Colin is going to have a great year as long as Darius... Because I feel like Colin Sexton, as a player... Behaves more as a two. Let me shoot the ball. Let me get. Let me get in rhythm. Let me do those things. I don't think he's more of a playmaker. I think Darius Garland is going to act. No, no, no. Hot take playmaker. No. Hot wait, take wait, wait. Guys, guys, you're, guys. You're. No. Wait. No. Hold on. Hold, I'm saying Colin at his purest form. I want to score. And so I think him playing alongside Darius Garland is going to give think, him that opportunity. I think what you're trying to say here, Colin is more of a downhill player. Yes. Garland is more finesse. He yes. wants to work the ball around. Yes. Yes. That Thank is you. That's, well, let's let's talk about this uh, second half last season. Uh, how much Colin did Sexton Colin took off? He took off. He progressed so much. I mean, really that's, the, that's, that's, that's the young really. Both. That's the rookie trend, though. Especially at the point guard position, you uh, before the All Star break, somehow uh-huh. you're trash, and then after the All Star break, you know, you get that rest in your I system. Mean, you're kind of used to the I've NBA. I made this yeah. analogy when I, I went on a show before the NBA draft, and I I, I talked about uh, the rookie point guards and how they look and. Uh, really the adjustment, talking about NBA-ready prospects. And, and I said one of the most difficult positions to be NBA-ready is point guard. Because essentially what you're doing is your whole life you've been the best player on the f- floor. And now you're you're a 19-year-old kid walking out on this the floor with these, these men who have been doing this for a living for years. And I, it's essentially they're, they're handing you the keys to a million-dollar Ferrari I want to move on to something, uh, a cornerstone of sports radio, uh, lists. Yes. Yeah. Indeed, the list. Uh, Trevin, I think you had the list. Today. All right, guys, I got it. All right, okay. So, Popeyes has announced that they are bringing back the chicken sandwich. Oh, this is Thank a disaster. Yeah, so the long lines of Popeyes are going to come back. It's going to be great. Going I drive by Popeyes on the way to work, and I, I do not look forward to that chicken sandwich being back. But anyways... <laughs> In honor of the Popeye's chicken sandwich coming back, top five chicken sandwiches. Luke, we're going to start with you. All right. Got five of them. Got five. I can think three, like four and five I have to really think hard about. But I know the top three for me are Popeye's, the spicy, of course, Chick-fil-A. Okay. I don't know if you guys had Zaxby's TLC chicken sandwich. Okay. You need to have it. Okay. It's really good. Uh, after that, it just kind of gets blurry for me. Okay. Hmm. I, don't, I don't really know. I'm going to think KFC? on it. Ugh, K- yuck. No. KFC. Okay, no. What about the McChicken from McDonald's? The Whataburger. The Whataburger chicken sandwich. What about the Cane's chicken sandwich? Oh, well, you got to think about Cane's because that bread is not good. The Cane's chicken. But what did Texas toast, though? 
You put oh. the toast on it. That's what you do. Oh, yeah. That's what you do. You See, that's good because I like at Cane's, at Raisin Cane's, I like to get the box combo. And you get you four got- tenders, and I don't get slaw because I'm not a, like a serial killer or sociopath. <laughs> so I don't get slaw. I get the extra bread. And See, I, I get double fries when I do there, well, I got to get the extra bread because I'm going to tell you why. You got to take a chicken tender, wrap it up in that toast, and eat it like a sandwich. Like that's you talking like that's a taco a, or a sandwich? that might that might surpass? Huh? You talking like a taco or a sandwich? Like a taco? Like a taco? Ch- chicken finger Texas toast taco? Oh. Yeah, that's a bold really a bold way to eat it. That's no, it's it's actually good and it's so good. I'm going to move it ahead of the Zaxby's chicken. Oh sandwich. wow! All right, there we go. Oh, wow. It's not a real chicken sandwich because you gotta make it yourself. Yeah, that's but, true. That's true. But I, I digress. James. All right, I'll go ahead. Number one for me is the spicy chicken sandwich at Chick Fil A. Oh, I'm a big, big fan. Of, big fan of that. I I just really like Chick Fil A. I like that sweet tea along with it. Number two, I'll go ahead and go with the Zaxby's kicking chicken sandwich. That's Biggest good. bargain on the menu, really. Uh, number three for me. You know, and guys, keep in mind I haven't had the Popeyes chicken sandwich, so I can't put it on my list here. You shouldn't be making the list at all. The Popeyes, when it comes out, you have to get back to us. All right, so that, I'll put that one over to the side. Uh, but with that one on the side, number three for me is going to be the, the Wendy's Asiago Ranch Chicken Club. <sighs> That's a good one. I forgot about Wendy's. I forgot about that one. It's, it's good. Now, I'm at Wendy's. I'm getting the chicken sandwich. I usually get the spicy chicken sandwich. I do. I do get it spicy. That's good. Because you can get the spicy Asiago Ranch Chicken Club. It's so good. It's everything you could want in a sandwich. Uh, you move on, and I, I think that for me, number four, this is where it gets tough for me, too. I agree. The top three is easy for, yes. the, for the chicken sandwiches, but after that, it gets a little hazy. But this is a discontinued item, so I don't know if I should even put it on my list. But, but it definitely was a top five chicken sandwich I've ever mm-hmm. had, and that would be the Whataburger uh, buffalo chicken sandwich. Oh, Limited yeah. time offer. Served on Texas toast. Too. I demand that they bring it back. Served on Texas toast, loaded with ranch and buffalo sauce. I demand they bring it back too. Whataburger executives, if you're listening to this podcast, please bring back the buffalo uh, chicken sandwich. I I can tell you, I frequented Whataburger much more often during that period of That's sales okay. uh, for the buffalo chicken sandwich. And for number five, I guess I guess I'll go with the. Your classic Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. And just to round out that top five. We're going to put asterisks by that list. Yeah, we'll put an asterisk because i I got to try the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I'll get back to you. The flavor. Get back to you on the Popeye's chicken sandwich. But, Trevin, give us your list. Are you all ready for greatness? Because I easily have the best list. Can't wait. All right. He's pulling something up. If he brings the chicken out, I'm kicking him. He's he's googling. uh, If 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 I'm doing chicken sandwiches on by budget, McChicken's number one. By budget, but I'm not. So hold on, hold on. Let's set the scene here. Trevin's here. He's got his computer out. He's I can't see what's on. He's typing. He's scrolling. I'm imagining he's looking up top five chicken sandwiches. I do my research. Me and Luke, off the top of our heads, have. Remembered the best chicken sandwich yeah. experience we've had. That's right. right. Trevin, Trev, Trev, what you got? All right, number number five. Everybody, hold on. Everybody, let, how we want to do this? We're counting down from. I'm five. counting down from five. All right. To so one. after each one, do we want to have a little fanfare, a little clap, a little clap? Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we all go. Right. Number five, five, it's Whataburger, is the the barbecue chicken strip sandwich. That's it. That's it right there. That's the sauce, cheese, chicken tenders, patties. 
Texas toast. Great combination. All right. See, now you're explaining the buffalo chicken sandwich. It's but, with, but it's with barbecue, barbecue sauce. Barbecue. Barbecue. You know okay. me. I'm a barbecue yeah. guy. You know what I'm saying. All right. All right. All right. Number two. This is... You Number, can, hold on. We'll oh, no. Excuse me. Sorry. Number four. Okay, excuse you. me. I got my names mixed up here. There is a chicken sandwich in Birmingham, Alabama at a restaurant called Hattie B's Hattie Hot B's Chicken. Hattie B's is amazing. Hattie I, I know we were talking about Hattie, Hattie B's Hot the, Chicken. I don't get the sandwich, though. I get the, the, the plate. Yes. Hold on. Let's let, let's let, let's let him but that, say it. That's number four on my list, the Hattie B's Hot Chicken Sandwich right there. Beautiful. It's the hot chicken. Nashville Hot Chicken. Nashville I'll Hot Chicken. I don't like much about Nashville. That hot chicken's but, legit. But their hot chicken is it's delicious. All right, number three. The Zaxby's Kicking Chicken Sandwich, only on Texas Toast. Zaxby's. There you go. All right. This is great, right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Number two. And I have to take. It's a stretch here. And I, I'm, I was making sure that I pick the right one here. All right. I am a fan of comeback sauce with chicken, and I don't know why. So, at mug shots. There is a Crane Sisters crispy chicken sandwich. Oh no, that's a salad. Excuse me. It is the. I'm looking at the menu right now. I, I picked the wrong one. It was a salad. I gave you a salad. The salad is good. The salad is good too. What do you have on this computer? Don't right? worry about what I got on my computer. <laughs> I'm just. He gave us a salad as his number two <laughs> chicken Shut up, sandwich. Guys. <laughs> uh, this is all right. This is unprecedented. No, 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 no. But they do have a. Uh, trying to find it. It is a. They have a chicken sandwich there, and I can't find the name of it. But there's a chicken sandwich at Mugshots that I put like it has lettuce, tomato, it has a chicken, it has a comeback sauce, mm-hmm. and it is it is beautiful. It is don't so, don't clap so for that. Untitled, don't clap for that. Untitled chicken sandwich. Untitled chicken sandwich. Tied at number two with that chicken sandwich. I am breaking the rules there. Tied at number two on the list. Of you course. Know you have two that are tied. Will you listen drop. to me? Will you listen to me? Alright. <laughs> tied at number two. Spicy chicken sandwich from Trick-fil-A. And of course, at number one, spicy chicken sandwich from Popeye. It is beautiful. It is a right. beautiful. All it right. is a beautiful right. concoction. There is just enough diabetes to cancel out <laughs> the, the, flavor. the flavor. It is great. It is breaded perfection. Just the right hint of pickle. Uh-huh. Just the right hint of pickle. And the bread. It's just all beautiful. Thank Money you. feet. Money feet. I think feet. The, the, general, the general consensus, though, for all of us was that we like Texas toast on our chicken sandwich. Yes. This is great. Right Special here. mention to the cane sandwich on Texas toast. Special very mention. Good. Special uh, mention. We'll go ahead and wrap up this third segment. We'll get to the fourth segment. We'll give you a preview of the non-secret scrimmage against Georgia Tech. That'll be for charity. We'll preview the Georgia Tech game, and uh, we'll wrap things up today. Hey, I'm Paul Feinbaum, my favorite station in the world, 90.7, the Capstone. All right, let's go ahead and get into the last segment we got here for you guys today. We're going to preview this Georgia Tech game just real quickly and uh, go through uh, Josh Passner bringing the yellow jackets. We're going to send them to a watery grave, guys. Whoa. We will. I think we're going to be singing the fight song all night long at Coleman Coliseum. Georgia Tech coming in uh, off the heels of some some, uh, NCAA uh, controversy. Mm -hmm. 
Is uh, it they, everyone at this point? A lot of, yes. Uh, really. <laughs> widespread controversy. Widespread controversy across the NCAA. I'll tell you what, exciting that there's going to be some controversy with me, with me and the NCAA if Javon Quinterly isn't approved soon. Just just, just pay the players, guys. Let's yeah. just make it easier. We'll get into that discussion another you day, save, Trevin. You, but can, you can save so much money by well, just playing. Let, let's, stay with, <laughs> let's stay with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets here. Uh, run through uh, just a little bit about them. And uh, Coach Josh Passner, of course, he I know him know him well. He coached well, wait, at, a name drop. Coached at Memphis right. uh, for, for quite a while, and now he's at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um are you Actually, going to go to dinner at his house after the game? I will James? not be. I will not be having dinner uh, at his house. But I have emailed not at his with house, him. but he's going to a restaurant. We're going to take him out. I have emailed him, and, and he has we, to pay we've talked to the about, we've talked about uh, having a discussion before or after the game, whenever mm-hmm. whenever works best. So so hopefully I'll get to do that. You should that'll do that at Popeyes. That'll be nice and. <laughs> Have a have a have a chicken share a chicken sandwich with a Josh Passer. That's right. <laughs> just the, the only way to spend your night on yep. Sunday. But, but they're, uh, they're coming take in this. Take Sunday. them to industry. Yeah, they're coming in this Sunday. Uh, I don't know what day this was. It twenty ninth. That'll be the. The twenty seventh. The twenty seventh of October. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm super excited. Now I have to preface everything I'm about to say with, I couldn't name a player on Georgia Tech if you paid me. If you paid me a well, hundred dollars, so that's good. Well, that's perfect. If you paid me a hundred dollars and said name one player on Georgia Tech, I'm not sure I could do it. Huh. That being said, I think it's going to be a good game, guys. <laughs> I think I think Georgia Tech's a good a good uh, good baseline to have. Litmus test. Going in litmus test. That's a great, great way to say it. Uh, a litmus test going into the season because you're right. They're not a they're not a big time program with a lot of players that you know well and that you're you're worried about. But uh, they're a Division One Power, power Five. Oh, power oh! Six. Are you a believer in the Power Six? I'm a believer in the Power Six in college basketball. We're going on oh, the record with that. This has come out that respect the American Conference. I I am a big respecter of the American Conference, but. Okay, the Power Six, then. We'll go with the Power Six. Georgia Tech, a member of the Power Six conferences. And so it's a good good way to gauge. Uh, of course, this game will be played for charity. Uh, that's how they, they get around the NCAA rules. And I know it, it sounds harsh to say that when you're playing for charity, but uh, everyone's pretty upfront about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they want to play this game, and so they, they've found a charity that they can donate this to. Um, I believe it's going to it's going to disaster relief uh, for the hurricanes that, right. are, that have come through uh, the eastern United States, and so Bahamas. so we'll see that uh, this this Georgia Tech team they're returning some players who contributed last year. Their top three scorers are all back, uh, so so it'll be good to see uh, how we can stop Jose Alvarado, James Banks the third. And Michael DeVoe. I Michael think DeVoe, are, that sounds like a good player. Now, I've ne- I don't know anything about this player, but he sounds like we're going to – he sounds like a guy who's in uh, – you know, he's going to work hard. He's going to die for all the loose balls. He's going to be really nose-to-the-grindstone type of player that coaches really love. Now, I don't know anything about him, but he's a play- my player now, to watch. Now, here's, this, here's the thing. You said that. Just off the name, and somehow he has 32 minutes a game, nine points, two and a half assists, and three rebounds a game. <laughs> now, 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 with, now one, me, with 1.4 steals. Let me tell you guys. 
through the through the whole season, I don't think there will be a segment that it that represents our crew better than this one. Because you you guys aren't here with us, of course, but but on our laptops right now, I have pulled up the full box score for the season from the, the Georgia Tech website. Trevin has pulled up the roster on ESPN. And Luke has nothing in front of him. <laughs> this is great radio. He's just waiting for, for a name to be dropped so that he can throw out his opinion. I mean, that's right, guys. Like, why, why do I need to see all these stats and box right. scores so I can just hear his name and tell if he's a good player? All right, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got one for you. All right. Shahid Medlock. No, that's a name. Shahid Medlock. Shahid Medlock. What do you, what do you think his minutes are? His minutes, I can't. Oh, we, I, we, we, I can't we can't speak. go based off of last year. Yeah. This is a new season. Yeah, I can't speak new on. Team. I can't speak on you know minutes or specific stats just, or anything. Just what's your guess? But he seems like a good role guy. You, you know, he's good for depth. He's not going to score you a lot of the baskets, but he's good. Uh, if you, somebody needs to come in, get a break. You know, Shahid Mantlock, that's your guy. If you're a coach and you're looking down the bench and you're saying, you know, your your guard is winded out there, you look and say, Shahid, get up. Come on, man. Well, it looks like last season he nearly put up a, a $2 trillion for the year. <laughs> for the year. The only thing keeping him from that stat line was one personal foul. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I don't, I don't claim to be an expert here. I, 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 mean, I, I got one more. I got one more. I already knew. I already knew, he was, I already knew he was going to be back because they don't even put his picture right. on ESPN. Right, I, I got, thought that was an unfair question because he led you into it to think that it was going to be a, a did, name that I mattered. All right, all right. I got last one. Last one. I promise. This, this is actually, this is fun for me. Malachi Rice. His picture is up on ESPN. So. What do you think about the name Malachi Rice? What would your first opinion be? Malachi Rice, I mean, put it in Rice. I don't think he's all that. Maybe a little bit overrated for his spot. Uh, possibly some other guys, you know, Shahid Metlock that might need to get some playing time in front of him. But I'm not Josh Pastner. I don't coach his team. So I don't know. That was, that was better. Again, that was better. He he, I mean, he also was he was also one personal foul away from a two trillion per year. I mean, I don't I don't know how you how do you have two players on the roster who us. are one foul away from a two trillion. I mean, we had AJ and Lawson Schaefer last year, so but know. even they were nowhere near <laughs> that set line. Yeah. I, I mean. Right. We can go AJ back and look. The they, were, they were nowhere near that stat line, and I get that it was only two minutes played. But yeah. I just I, but guys, it's gonna be a fun game Sunday. I can't. <laughs> it is gonna be a fun game. Everybody That's come out. Sure. It's for charity. There's no reason you shouldn't be there. It's really? only five dollars. Five dollars. Yep. I, no, I, I gotta say this. I do not mind paying five dollars. I do mind not having my seat. That's that's one gripe. I'm going to live with it. I'm going to be there. Just get there early and take your seat. That's right. Just be like, it's, it's a, it's just, a just look at just look at the guy and just be like, hey, it was five dollars. What what do you want from me? Like, it's, come on, just just sit a row back. This is my seat. I sit here. It's the right. student section. That's right. It's it's a game of dominance at that point. We got set the dominant tone. I do whenever I go down to my seat yes. uh, in Coleman Coliseum and bribe a man to give it to me. <laughs> We'll we'll see we'll we'll get a report next week on on whether your bribery attempts have been successful. Uh, hope to see everybody at that Georgia Tech game. I know uh, know we'll be there uh, supporting the Tide in their last Absolutely. preseason tune-up. So uh, 
that's it. That's all we have for today. I'm James Fletcher. I'm Trent Pianuel. I'm Luke Ratliff. And this is the Bama Baseline Podcast. <laughs>